Oh, Bretto. What's up, MP? Damo just called. Yeah. He thinks there's going to be 100,000 people at the Wellness Summit. Oh, again? He thinks we're bigger than Michael Jackson, the Rolling Stones, and the Beatles all put together. Damien Christoph has gone completely mad. Did you know he's made eight tons of forage? What? <laughs> and now he wants you and I to help him get rid of it. Oh, Damo. So, look, being the good friends that we are, we've asked him. You mean forced? Well, we've kind of twisted his arm to make him literally give his forage away to 100 lucky Wellness Summit attendees. So if you're ready to enrol for our signature two days of inspiration, education and empowerment and entertainment. What do you mean, MP? Australian Idol winner Wes Carr makes his Wellness Summit debut this year, Bretto. Wes Carr, you'll be guilty. So if you're ready to be entertained, head on over to thewellnesssummit.com and get four value bags of forage muesli or one bag each of paleo, muesli, bircher and porridge when you register. Now, all you need to do is register for this two-for-one special, bring a buddy, bring a friend, bring a family member or a colleague and then choose your forage selection, four muesli or four assorted and get four bags per attendee. That's eight bags per double pass. That's almost 250 bucks of forage for free when you register for the Wellness Summit on August 25-26 at the Collingwood Town Hall in Melbourne. That's 150 serves of breakfast. Almost six months of breakfast just for registering for the Wellness Summit. Well, it's first in best dressed. These 100 tickets are only available until June 18 or until sold out. All the details of this special offer, all the topics, featured speakers and more are over at thewellnesssummit.com. Thanks for making eight tons of forage, Damo. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and it gives me great and excited pleasure to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is my Icarian immortal, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much, Marcus Pierce. How are you, mate? Oh, mate great, to, I am, great to be here with you. It is so exciting to be here with you. Now, to be frank, you and I are in Australia as we record this, but in real life, yes. When this episode yes. comes out, we are on day one of the 100 Not Out longevity experience on the Greek island of Ikaria, our second one. And so we're in Australia, but really right now, as you're listening to this, our loyal 100 Not Out listeners, we are on the Greek island of Ikaria having a ball with our immortals. Bad. Tell you what. So literally, I know I'm going to date stamp this, but I have to say we're 15 sleeps away from leaving. You'd be less than that because you leave sooner than that, isn't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, so I leave in six sleeps. I live in six sleep, but um, but yeah. yes, as you can tell, as you can tell by my voice, I am so excited for this so uh, experience. And the good news is, Damon, the good news is, is tell that, me, tell me more of the good news. Well, I, know I thought you've that was been, good enough. No, well, it is good enough, but I know you've been very busy with forage and Vita and 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 just working your magic. But I don't know if I told you this. I did open up registrations for the 2019 Ikadian Longevity Experience, and so. If you go to 100notout.com, folks, you will see the registrations for our 2019 longevity experience is now open. You can apply 
It's free to apply and then you have a call with Damo or myself to make sure that you're the right fit for our trip and that you really want to go and that it all clicks. But go to 100notout.com, check out the highlights video so you know what you're in for, see all of the activities. Um, and Damo, we'll be back in Ikaria in 2019. Mm. Mm. So exciting. And so exciting. That is actually very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thanks, just letting you know that, that we will news. be there. That's great news. Great news. <laughs> but I think awesome. it's, a, it's a really poignant um, – I mean, the re- one of the biggest reasons why we go to Ikaria is because they suffer 80% less dementia or stuff. They experience 80% less dementia, 50% less heart disease, 25% less cancer. And one of the um, great ways that we interview or get to know people to interview on 100 Not Out is by our loyal listeners tagging us on social media with great stories around aging well. And Damo, I don't know if Jackson has ever attended a silent disco. Has Jacko ever done a silent disco, if you know what a silent Um, disco is? Yeah, I do. I do know what a silent disco is. I've got a feeling that maybe he's been to one. Yeah, and I think he probably went off off tap. But uh, they they were all the rage. They were all the rage a couple but of years ago. I'm they sure are, yeah. He went. So yeah. silent discos. It's a fascinating story. We'll learn a bit more about them. But they are very popular with the younger brigade. But there are a new group, pardon the dad jokes, of movers and shakers taking to the headphones in a groundbreaking program that is awakening long lost memories. Feroz Care has established Silent Disco as a form of music therapy and Feroz Care have um, uh, villages in Byron Bay, Bangalore and Woman Bay and the results have been incredible particularly for people with dementia. We have been lucky enough to track down the Feroz Care Positive Living Coordinator Jenny Hewitt. We found out she's a neighbour of mine up here in the Northern Rivers. She has been behind this initiative and she's been good enough to join us on 100 Not Out. Jenny, a very warm welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Jenny, did you know you have become a social media sensation? You are now, you've gone viral, you've been seen by millions (laughs) of people around the world because the Ferros Care silent discos are viral. How does that make you feel? (laughs) Well, it's a little bit surprising, but it's Rather joyous, isn't it? That's <laughs> yeah, remarkable. It's good fun. Do you walk down the street and people go, hey, you're that girl? You're that lady? <laughs> I have had a couple of people ask me if I was the girl. <laughs> That's great. Oh, <laughs> and I, I like it. the term girl. It's all relative. There you go. This is oh, that's true. Hey Jenny, um, I'm casting my mind back to the days that I'd rock on to the new hotel or warehouse or the metro here in Melbourne, and uh, and the discos that I went to were definitely not silent. And sometimes I wished for silence the next day. Can you explain to our listeners what a silent disco is? Yes. Yeah, so a silent disco means that all the participants at, at uh, in the disco are wearing headphones, and they can hear the same music as each other and they can hear the voice of a facilitator and so they dance as if they were in a disco hall but actually if you walk in from the outside and you're not wearing the headphones, it's completely silent. So you just see people shaking their groove thing <laughs> with, with no music. <laughs> but for the participants, they're here, they are all hearing the same music as each other and they're hearing the voice of um, the facilitator and in our case, we have a, da- a head dancing queen from Disco D Tours, who are a Sydney-based company, but they um, but they operate up here in the Northern Rivers as well, and they run the program for us in our Ferros villages. It's fascinating. So, can you? Oh, there's a really there's some incredible deep and meaningfuls around this, but let's just go into the some of the specifics. Like, what type of impact? Can you paint a picture for what type of impact you see the silent discos having 
on older people. I kind of want to say older people with dementia, but I'm sure it's not just older people with dementia. So when you see people going, you know, experiencing the silent disco, what impact are you finding that it has on them? Well, I think my favourite part about the whole thing is it's so inclusive. So if we're running other activities in our villages that require some level of understanding of rules of the game or something like that, then the people with cognitive impairment are sometimes, well, usually excluded because they can't necessarily follow um, rules and steps um, in group activities. But with the silent disco, they can join in with the rest of the village. And so we have whether or, you know, a cognitive, being cognitively intact is not a prerequisite. <laughs> it's just listening to the music and moving with the flow. And so the thing that I like the best, really, I'd have to say, is watching people um, feel like they fit in. They are part of the group. They're all moving as one. They're proud of themselves because they're, you can see pride on their face when they're um, dancing with other people. It, it's really um, so inclusive and that, that that's, that's the best take-home message, I'd say. Also, the people with with um, the headsets on tend to be a little bit less inhibited. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. you're sort of immersed in the music and sing at the top of your lungs because you can't hear yourself or anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it. I'm, I'm so excited about it. It's fun. It's so much fun. They sing. Yeah, we all sing. <gasps> That's the one thing you hear when you come in is a whole lot of people singing. Can you give us an <laughs> idea of a song? Like what type, of song? On, what type sure. of song are we talking? <laughs> Pardon? What, can you give us an example of a song? Ah uh, yes, so um, Disco D uses a a, um, a series of songs that are um, that they've worked out particular moves to, and so uh, they mix it up quite a lot in the order of them and so on. But they'll do New York, New York, for example, and everybody will be kicking um, their feet and singing out loud. YMCA is a cracker. Abba, yes, oh, that's it. <laughs> I'm leaving today. Oh, that would be so good. Feet. That's that, it. I'm that'd kicking be my feet so with you. So good. <laughs> I want to be a part of it. Boom. New York. That'd be so cool. <laughs> That's it. And, oh, <laughs> wonderful. I think we've done a rendition of that before somewhere, PC. I think you and I have uh, been arm in arm. I've, I'm just oh, trying to work out have. where that was. Yeah, I grew up. No, you know where that Archer was. It could have been. It could have been at the award ceremony for um, for oh, yeah, the Wellness Catch. Yeah, could have oh. been that. I think we've done that. I think maybe Michelle saying that. Anyway, that's interesting. Oh, fascinating. I'm actually thinking about all the people that are in a wheelchair, and I'm thinking about those people that um, maybe have dementia and um, or have, to, to, to a large extent, kind of almost disengaged from what we would perceive to be um, the real world. Um, are, are these people benefiting as well? Can they, you know, tap along or can they, are they getting involved? Are we noticing changes with them? Are they getting more excited, Jenny? Yes. Well, the first time we had Philip, one of the instructors, come to our village in Kingscliff um, and work specifically in our secure unit for people who are profoundly um, affected by their cognitive impairment. We had a, everybody sitting around in a circle and one of the residents was brought in in his wheelchair and he was, um, I'll, if I can paint the picture, he was slumped down and over to the left a bit with his eyes closed and his chin down towards his chest. Um, and the other residents were more alert at the time, but we sat him as part of our circle. Everyone had the headphones on. Um, there was a lot of noise and hilarity and... Um, he could hear the music. And after about 20 minutes, it was a one-hour session, after about 20 minutes, 
he opened his eyes a little bit and looked around the room with a, a classic sort of what the <laughs> look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and he started to sit up with interest and he looked at everybody and then he started to tap his little flippered foot <laughs> up and down. And mm. then by the time we got to the New York, New York, he started to follow us and kick his feet. And at, after the one hour was finished, he was sitting up um, fully alert in his wheelchair, completely awake. He clapped. We had a big um, hug and farewell to Philip, our, um, the instructor. And uh, when it was all finished, he took the headphones up and got out of his, up out of his wheelchair and walked back to his room because he'd forgotten that he couldn't walk. Wow. That's that was just That's... absolutely dumbfounding. In wow. fact, all of us. All of us in the room went, this is how we know that this is something we want to continue with. So at that stage, um, we hadn't been having the discos here at Kingscliff. They'd been in Byron Bay and Bangalore, but we, we just were blown away by it. Mm. Oh, I bet you were. I bet you were. Jenny, um, obviously we can see that anecdotally and, you know, the story you tell is very moving and, and I love that. That's enough for me. That's that's good yeah. enough. I would, um, I would go, okay, every facility that takes care of people could offer this, you know, as a as a feature and a benefit of their of their facility, you know, it'd be great. But you know, the culture we live in today is looking for proof, evidence, um, evidence based medicine, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Toss, 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 all that sort of crap. But um, <laughs> what sort of science is there behind this? Do we kind of do we know how this is affecting areas of the brain that other therapies can't get access to? What do we know about this particular type of therapy? Well, the research is certainly emerging. It's not set yet in stone. We don't know why silent disco seems to be better than other music therapies, but there has, there has been research on music for memory and, um, you know, looking at PET scans and other forms of imaging to see what happens when people hear music. And it seems, when, we're not um, completely sure yet, but it seems that music memories are stored in other parts of the brain than other types of memories. So whereas your dementia might affect certain memories, it doesn't necessarily affect music memories. And I think just anecdotally, those of us, all of us would probably be aware of um, times where, you know, you can't remember where you put your keys every day, but they'll put on a, muse, a song from when you're in year nine at high school and you remember all the words. So <laughs> there's something, there is something yes. about where music is stored. And so we're starting to see more research coming out. There's been... Um, uh, Disco Detours um, involved in a pilot study uh, in Sydney um, looking at the, the program that, that you saw on the, um, on the silent disco uh, video that we, 60-second uh, documentary. Um, they're actually measuring effects on that. Um, that is more of a outcomes looking at um, happiness and quality of life, those kinds of outcomes. But there is also simultaneously research going on internationally that looks at the physiology behind it all. All right, well, let me just say this. Let me preface this before I ask my question. I couldn't give a stuff about the research because I feel that... <laughs> I'm exactly the same. That's where I was going. I'm going, oh, this is great, Jenny. Yeah. But I'm seeing people, I'm hearing about a man, who, one man, who was crooked in yeah. his chair, who tapped yeah. his feet and then lifted his eyes. Uh, that, to me... That speaks volumes above any scientific research. Yeah, that, and then from, from what we... Yeah, sorry, go on, Jenny. I think the research will come. It's just that people are only just starting to cotton on. <laughs> well, from what, from what Damo and I have found out in our research for preparing for this episode, it's also the conversation and the communication 
that the participants carry on after the silent disco so that, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but the family members who are so used to their parents or grandparents being muted or non-communicative then come to visit their 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 elderly relatives and and the elderly relatives are communicating back to their family and the family are going oh my gosh what's just happened it's a miracle mm-hmm. um and it's all because it's they've been listening to new york new york and singing you can't stop the music <laughs> Um, <laughs> like, and this is the beautiful right. thing of family because, you know, Damo and I are banging on all the time that it takes four people to look after one person with dementia and the emotional and physical and, and uh, mental and almost spiritual strain that, that particularly dementia has on families is immense. And I think mm. all of the research in the world can tell us one thing, but get a bunch of people in a room put on some music and then see the beautiful flow and effect from that. That's just, that's, that's life-changing for people. It is. And, and because of that, we've, we have our family members come along sometimes and join in to the disco with their parent or their, their relative. And so the, the, that's when it's really special. You see them, um, the eye contact and the joy in the gaze between the two of them as they dance together. And then when it finishes, it might not be a whole lot of um, conversations of great depth and meaning, but there'll be things, you know, a hand, mum's hand going on daughter's face and saying, hello, you look lovely, and those sorts of small um, gestures of love. They're the sort of things we see. We don't see them carrying out a conversation about nuclear physics, <laughs> but certainly <laughs> words, words are being strung together and connections being made. And it lasts for about a day or so after with some of our residents. It doesn't, you know, one time here we had a, at Kingscliff, we had a, a disco in the afternoon and one of our residents who's been really agitated for a while and very distressed, she just had such a lovely time and she giggled the whole way through it. And then she smiled all afternoon and she said lots of thank yous and lots of um, how lovely and those sorts of really positive um, words through the afternoon. And then when I came in the next day, um, one of the staff had been on and didn't know about the disco and she said to me, I don't know what was going on with so-and-so, I won't use her name, but um, she was up giggling all night. <laughs> That's when we realised we needed to move our discos in the morning because <laughs> we were affecting people's sleep. <laughs> it was a happy thing. <laughs> That's so great. It's, it's like our... Like the panegyris that we have in um, in Greece in Ikaria, where the the oldies are up till you know yeah, two one, or three, two, in, the three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, this is it. it's still yeah. dancing. You know, it's amazing. It. Jenny, I've got a question um, about the type of music because my grandfather is he's ninety nine at the moment. He's just recently gone into a a, a, a high care facility. Um, I see lots of people kind of almost laying around, um, but in wheelchairs, not really doing a whole lot. And some of them are aware of their environment. Some of them appear to be not aware of their environment. I try to engage with in conversation with some of them. And there's one lady who speaks Greek, English to everybody else, but Greek to me for some reason. I don't know why. And the only thing I know how to say is good morning or good afternoon. And she, uh, it's fantastic. But my grandfather um, doesn't like music with drums in it. So what happens in that regard? Can we have a disco with classical music, like they go to the opera or they go to the um, to the the theatre or something? Is, is that is that possible, or is it does it always have to be something that's going to be that they can dance or tap? Can they just sway in their chair and move to it, and like the the, the breeze in the wind or you know in the trees? I think you might be onto something there. Um, <laughs> we haven't tried 
um, breeze and um, other sensory experiences, but I think that's a really great idea. But we have tried different genres of music. So we do a, a silent Zumba as well <laughs> um, <laughs> at one of our villages with Latino music because there is, um, there is a lot of um, physiological benefits in the sort of stepping, the stamping of um, stamping movements of Zumba for osteoporotic bones. So we throw in, sneak in a little bit of undercover exercise with silent Zumba as well. <laughs> but um, I think that's probably a really good idea to try other experience, other sensory experiences. We will do that. Have to get back to you on that one day. 100%. Oh, and I think, and, and you, two are, you two, even though I said earlier I couldn't give a stuff about the research, you guys are very good with your science and your research. And Damo, as Jenny uh, is talking, I think we need to connect Jenny with Billy Jordan in New Zealand who looks after the hip know, operation, hip the, operation. the oldest yeah, hip-hop crew. I think Jenny and mm. Billy would get on like a house on fire. Oh, the hip-hop crew, yeah, yes. wouldn't that be great? Yeah, we've, yeah, we've interviewed Billy mm. Jordan a couple of times on uh, mm. on the podcast and, and just, you know, she's very, very passionate about Helping them, she says, you know, like essentially all of them have dementia. They've all got arthritis, and they're all hip. They're all into hip hop. <laughs> I know. Um, you know, but it's a uh, it's it's remarkable. But the other thing is, as I've been, you know, learning a little bit more about your work, Jenny, you are not a one trick pony. You do a sunbeam program, which uh, said, as I said, you begin. You've done a lot of research. Six year trial um, where you were helping. Um, you were helping people with a gymnasium-based weights and balance program. You had a 101, or you, he, may, he or she may still be alive, 101-year-old gym junkie. Now, these people have reduced their falls by 55%. You've had all of this um, published in the Journal of the American Medical Directors Association. Um, I think we love you already, Jenny. You are inspired. You are helping, <laughs> uh, you are helping people age more gracefully. With what you're doing, um, where we are massive and a big learning for Damo and I was the importance of movement, almost as more important than nutrition. If we're going to age gracefully, we can't just put good fuel in the car; we have to move the car. Um, we do. How did you come to this? Was it through your research that you reached this conclusion? Did you already have a have a hunch that that movement was um, important? And and what's the feedback been like for you? Well, I came into aged care with a sporting physio lens on because I had worked for many years as a sports physio in the past. And I came along on my first day uh, to see somebody who lived in a village. And I was just, as I drove out that day, it was a real life, really life, a life-changing experience. I, I arrived as a sports physiotherapist and I left thinking to myself, wow, there is so much that I could do in that setting because there are so many people who with fairly simple exercise programs, the sort of stuff that we could um, easily prescribe for people outside of aged care, it just wasn't being provided in residential aged care. And I was spending a lot of time, as Dana said, sitting or lying and getting more and more deconditioned and less able to participate in family events or village events even. Um, and I, I gradually weaned down my sporting physio clientele and built up my aged care and, and just have never gone back, basically. But um, unfortunately in Australia, there's funding for physiotherapy in residential aged care, but it's limited to passive types of treatments, um, massage or using yeah. TENS machines, which are little machines you can use for pain relief. And it's neither really of those have much evidence no. behind them, and no. certainly they're not going to help improve people's function or quality of life or falls. And so I was sort of professionally insulted and um, personally um, on a mission 
that we could do much better for older Australians. So you have to prove it. As Damo said earlier, you have to prove these things if you want to change the system. So I set about um, to, to do a scientific study that would provide evidence to argue for physiotherapists being funded to do more active programs in residential care. And um, we measured falls because the government will listen to that. It's a big cost for government bodies. Um, but my main driver was quality of life, physical um, functioning, so that people could have choices and participate in things if they wanted to, um, not be ruled out because they were too weak or deconditioned from sitting around too much. So that was the backbone. Um, I had 16 residential care facilities and 221 participants involved. Wow. And half of, them wow. half of them did this weights program, proper gym junkies. <laughs> And balance, and the other half did you just continued with usual care, and we just compared outcomes over a twelve month period between the two groups. So twelve months um, is a long time for a study. That's unreal. I was, I was thinking about a mate of mine who did a study as a chiropractor, and I mean, combined it, both what you guys do from a physiotherapy perspective, what we do from a chiropractic perspective, there's a lot of power in it. And um, and when you consider that. Falls account for more than like 80% of injury-related hospital admissions for people older than 65 years. It's huge, and it's the leading cause of injury-related death in older adults. It's it's such an important topic, something we really need to be on top of. This, my mate, Kelly Holt, in New Zealand, did a study with um, um, improved function and um, falls risk prevention. And he found that it took about 12 weeks for this to kind of kick in, to kind of work. But Beyond 12 weeks, the results were outstanding. And I suspect you probably found the same thing with the exercise and the movement, you know, that you were, you know, giving to your your people. And I was going to ask you how long your study was for, but you said 12 months, but that's outstanding because, you know, to, to be able to do a study for 12 months and, and report on that, it's amazing. It's a really big body of work. So congratulations, Jenny. I think you're doing Thank a great you. job and keep up the great work. And I reckon I'm going to stay in touch with you. I think you're doing some really amazing things and I'd, I'd love oh, to be able to, you, you know encourage people down here in the southern states uh you know probably even further south than mexico uh where things are kind of <laughs> a bit cooler it'd be uh nice to get you know our oldies moving down here as well so it'd be good yeah. to get that happening here mm, well, well I, done. Know, I know what i'm doing i'm booking into the what silent disco in byron bay i'm gonna take jenny hewitt <laughs> out for a coffee and then go and enroll in a bit of new york new york and abba <laughs> um, I reckon, I reckon, Damo, we need to get Ash Reader, our video legend at all things wellness summits, who's also Benny and Bjorn again, to maybe yes. do a bit of a live, uh, live in person silent disco concert. Wow. Uh, wow! You know, we might just connect all the dots here um, and get this. <laughs> well, Ash, really... if you're listening to this, Ash, then sing out, Ash, because so to speak, Ash, I'm sure will uh, he'd be up for that. He, he would be, be up, up for that. that. He would be up for that. But, Jenny, we always love connecting with um, health professionals that are like-minded. You've got a heart of gold. There is no doubt about that. You've got a great vision. We can't thank you enough for doing what you do, not just for all the health professionals out there, but the ageing population that if they are going to age gracefully, you are helping them do it one silent disco at a time. So thank you so (laughs) much for your contribution um, and thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to talk to you. Our pleasure. To find out more about Jenny Hewitt, just Google Ferros Care, Google Silent Discos Ferros Care, go into Facebook and and and, and uh, look it up. We will put the video in the show notes as well um, and connect with Jenny through Ferros Care and the Positive Living Team. Damo, uh, thanks again for your wisdom, my Ikari and Immortal. Let's continue to have some great fun together on the island where people f- forget to die. 
here on Ikaria for 2019 applications. Go to 100notout.com. We would love to have you join us. All the details are there. Uh, if you want to know more about Damo, go to damienchristoph.com. Myself, go to marcuspierce.com.au. A big thanks to Joseph Tomo, our editor, Rosie Garner, who does our social media, and to you, our loyal listeners. We would love your feedback. Go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out. Give this podcast a five-star rating in iTunes. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This year, the Wellness Summit returns. I realized in this time that I couldn't keep waiting for love from other people. I couldn't keep expecting love from other sources. But I had to give that to myself. Yanni says, I don't care if everyone says that the kitchen is the woman's world. He says, I'm going to prepare food. I love my own cheese. I love my own wine. I don't care what you think of my new flat screen TV. He just loves company. I started asking myself more often, what do I want? Such a simple question, isn't it? But when you think that, and I'm sure all of you sitting there, when you think that, something springs into your mind. And there's something there that you want that you haven't been doing for yourself. Brett Hill and Marcus Pierce feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.